Hello and welcome to Dig Deep, a podcast about sport, faith, and life. I'm Brian Bolt. I'm a kinesiology professor and the head men's golf coach at Calvin College in Grand Rapids, Michigan, USA. And I'm Chad Carlson, professor of kinesiology and assistant men's basketball coach at Hope College in Holland, Michigan, USA. We'll be using this opportunity to talk about current events and topics in the sport world. And we'll do that using our combined experience as athletes, educators, coaches, dads, church members, but also leaning on the knowledge of key voices in our faith community. Both Chad and I love sports, but we also know that we're loved by God, and we try to live thankfully in that love when we participate in and think about sports. Each of these podcasts will be different, but we can promise you that we'll come to the conversation prayerfully, encouraging and engaging believers and skeptics alike. Some people love sports. Some hate them. Some try to tolerate or prefer to ignore them. For all that tune in, we thank you, and we invite you to dig deep with us. So let's get started. Episode one of Dig Deep, the podcast, and it occurs to me that no one out there that's listening uh, knows you or me. So I know we can't take a lot of time doing this, but I think it's important for us to explain a little bit of where we're coming from, what we've done, and how we're connected to this idea of sport and Christianity. So tell us about you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm a, I guess, first of all, a husband and a, and a father. I have um, a wife and, and two kids, a boy and a girl. And um, so that presents a unique perspective for me because one of the things that I, I really cherish about being a father is the ability to coach my kids in their, their youth sports. Uh, my children are eight and six right now, and that presents some unique opportunities to think about how we live through sport, how we, how we grow, how we learn. Beyond that, I'm a, an assistant basketball coach at Hope College in, in Helen, Michigan of the United States, and that's uh, a collegiate sport. It's, it's a Division Three, which is a model that focuses on participation um, more than entertainment. I'm also a recreational athlete, a former college athlete, but also someone who, who continues to play basketball, uh, soccer, pond hockey, stand-up paddleboarding, really whatever I, whatever I have time for, I enjoy doing. And last, and and maybe also importantly for this podcast, is the fact that I'm a a PhD in the history and philosophy of sport, and so those are the areas that I teach and research on, Uh, most recently publishing a book called Making March Madness on the History of College Basketball's Postseason Tournaments in in the U.S. Brian, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so uh, we have kind of similar stories, except I'm far older than you. And have more hair. Uh, (laughs) So uh, I came into sport, like a lot of people do, uh, as as an athlete, right? So you start with an interest and a love for sport, and that has persisted throughout my uh, adult life and into my career. And I continue to uh, try, as I get older, to participate in sport. But also, I really enjoy coaching at this point at the collegiate level. Uh, and I'm looking forward to getting started on a spring golf season just here in a couple of days. Uh, my family's a little bit older. Uh, I've been able to walk with my three children through their sport experiences as well. Some were really into sports and some not, and I had an opportunity to coach them as well along the way. And it's really been helpful for me as a person who talks about sport a lot and talks about sport and Christianity a lot to kind of turn the mirror on myself in the midst of those moments when uh, you're confronted with some of the conundrums that come up in youth sport. So 
as we talk about some of the larger issues, some of the things that end up uh, in the headlines, it's going to be helpful for us to also reflect back on our own family lives and maybe for all of you as well to reflect back on those things that uh, that change us, that, uh, that give us an opportunity to maybe alter the world of sport or uh, provide some insight and maybe even check some of our allegiances. Tell me a little bit about um, your sport experience. What, like, one of the best moments that you can think of and maybe and maybe even admit to one of the worst. Well, I, I like to think that some of the, the best moments are, are, are more recent and even maybe ahead of me. I just love being a recreational athlete. I love mm-hmm. playing now, participating, knowing that the joy is in the doing. Mm-hmm. And that's been a lot of fun for me uh, uh, growing up. Like you, Brian, I was a driven athlete, someone who wanted to win and, and be at my best. I still do when I play recreational basketball or pond hockey but it really doesn't matter whether I win or lose, the joy is in the doing. And so that's been a lot of fun for me. So that's something we'll probably come back to a number of times, this experience of sport. Uh, a lot of people try to define sport in a number of ways and our definitions always seem to fall short because there's so much in the experience that we just can't describe it. Can you tell me about a, a, maybe a bad moment in sports that you can remember? Well, part of the reason why I continue to study and play sport is that I haven't had a lot of bad moments. And so it's really hard for me to identify certain things outside of losing, but that really shows how, how shallow and selfish I can be, uh, that that has mattered so much at certain times that, that losing might be um, among the bad moments or, or poor calls from officials, game officials, things like that. Um, and I certainly you know, hope and pray for that with, with my athletes when I coach them every year and my kids, that, that, that they wouldn't have these catastrophically bad experiences from sport. So maybe that shows a bit of my bias, that I just don't mm. have a whole lot of bad experiences in sport. How about you? Well, I think um, because of the emotion of sport, we can tie a lot of good moments to winning and a lot of bad moments to losing. But some of the moments that I kind of re- regret have more to do with my behavior. I mean, truthfully, uh, I can still remember in a big high school football game, actually my last play of my career, I got a 15-yard penalty because I was so angry. <laughs> and, and that's kind of embarrassing. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that uh, through this I can kind of help others sort of walk through those, tor- those types of moments and potentially do that differently. You know, in American football, a 15-yard penalty, that's about as harsh a penalty as you can get. That's in a bad, very that's bad stuff. Game. No, no question about it. Uh, I had thrown an interception to end the game. And uh, when the guy was down, I felt like he needed to be more down. So I kind of jumped on him after that, and the, it was not a tough call. The referees were able to figure out right away that I was doing that out of a little bit of bitterness and uh, frustration. Well, that was years ago, so you have the, the benefit of hindsight and time. You know, I, I have the same experiences, and even mm-hmm. just recently, not, not weeks ago, after a, uh, after a midweek recreation basketball game, I remember seeing the referee of that game at church the next Sunday and having to apologize to him for my behavior. Mm. <laughs> this is just me days ago. And, and so I, I continue to be reminded that I am fallen and that I am imperfect and that I'm a sinful creature, um, knowing that sport is a venue that can bring out the best of me but also the worst of me is something that, uh, that, that we hope to be able to discuss on this podcast as well, that, that there's a lot of wonderful, redeemable qualities in sport, and yet at times sport brings out the worst. 
And you're exactly right there, Chad. And I think we started to unpack some of the things that we'll want to talk about on this podcast. What is the nature of sport? Uh, what is it about sport that when we even set goals for ourselves to be able to be maybe the next time a better person or to handle things better, why is it that sport kind of brings us back to that place time and time again? What do we have to learn from that? Is there something that perhaps uh, is built into our competitiveness that we need to fix or solve or even move away from? Those are good questions for Christians to ask and everyone to ask. We're going to save some of those things for later. Because something happened actually yesterday that is pretty uh, time sensitive, and so we wanted to talk about it today on February 22 for this podcast. And it's, the, it's actually the end of a pretty significant era because... Uh, Last night, I'm sitting there watching the news, and there were uh, a number of programs talking about the death of the Reverend Billy Graham. Um, I certainly uh, have never met Reverend Billy Graham, but he has affected so many people. And so I just wanted to take a moment to talk about him. Um, And it turns out that a good friend of mine actually married into Billy Graham's extended family. I think his wife is Billy Graham's granddaughter or one of Billy Graham's granddaughters. And so last night as I'm watching some of these videos of uh, black and white uh, Billy Graham speeches, um, sermons, uh, revival uh, in, lo- in revivals in large stadiums, I-, I figured I'd text him and see if, um, you know, how he's doing. I didn't expect him to respond. But actually this morning I got this back when I was asking about uh, Reverend Graham. He said this, uh, Reverend Billy Graham is a remarkable man with a unique call. He had a heart of gold and a humility about him that was unmatched. No doubt he received a standing ovation as he stepped into eternity. I pray that our legacy will be the same. Uh, Chad, tell me a little bit about maybe your memory of Billy Graham. Tell me a little bit about maybe your understanding of his legacy as a pastor, uh, as an evangelist, and maybe even a little bit about how Billy Graham interacted with sports. Well, he was definitely a a competitor. I don't think there's any doubt about that. The way in which he saw winning people for the kingdom of God as his call has, has such close connections to sport. And so I think that's a nice starting point for us. Billy Graham and his, his evangelism technique sort of comes on the heels of a period of time in the United States often referred to as muscular Christianity. Billy Graham really espoused sort of, a, a, if not a muscular, at least a competitive Christianity in that he was trying to, uh, uh, to win, to convert, to run the race, to fight the good fight. And many, of, many, many prominent figures in the United States before him you know, acted similarly. And so I think this legacy is, is of him, but also the context in which he began his evangelism crusades. And I think about back around the beginning of the 20th century, I think about people like Billy Sunday, who was a mm, professional another Billy. major, yeah, another Billy, a professional major league baseball player in the United States who, um, who turned from this, this culture in professional baseball of, of sinfulness where the players would play Monday through Saturday and then they would they would spend time with all these vices, uh, gambling and, and connecting with, with females in, in licentious ways and drinking over that, that final day. Billy Sunday tried to turn that around by becoming a, a, a preacher, a pastor, who would crusade 
in the offseason and would crusade in his day off to promote the fact that Jesus Christ, whether you agreed with him or not, he believed Jesus Christ, if he had played baseball, would have been um, tough, would have hard been tough. muscled, yeah, pickaxe kind sure. of player. Right? Would, have, would have slid into second base with right. his cleats up. Exactly. And, uh, you know, a lot of people thought that was maybe going too far, a little too polemical. And yet, that was his belief. That was the connection between sport and Christianity at that point in time. And we can move on to James Naismith, who invented the game of basketball, uh, who had a seminary degree, who, who sent his first students off to the world as missionaries with a Bible in one hand and a basketball in the other through the YMCA. We can look at Amos Alonzo Stagg, one of the founders of the University of Chicago and a great exponent of, of college sports in the United States, who had a strong faith and seminary background. We can look at Theodore Roosevelt, uh, the, the bully pulpit president in the United States in the early years of the 20th century, who in many ways spoke with this strength, with this conviction, much like uh, Billy Graham did. And so that's the basis. That's, that's the, the, the formation of the legacy that he's brought to the table. And Billy lived 99 years. And in those 99 years, uh, muscular Christianity certainly prevailed, right? The church had always, uh, throughout history, kind of cast a skeptical eye on sport. Uh, sport had been sort of intertwined with pagan religions. Uh, sport had been a competitor, certainly with the church, when we started talking about things like Sunday observance or how youths were raised. And so the church was always uh, concerned about sport, in fact, put restrictions on sport throughout history. But in this era of mus muscular Christianity, there was a shift. And in that shift, uh, the church decided that instead of fighting sport, it would try to utilize sport. And there's some real strength in that, but now we're in an era where we're beginning to think about that in another way as well. That's a little more than we want to get to today in this podcast, but we're really grateful for the life of Billy Graham. We're really grateful for his impact uh, around the world. Uh, Billy Graham broke through a lot of barriers. He broke through denominational barriers. He broke through racial barriers. Uh, Billy Graham essentially was hyper-focused on his message, and his message was the central message to all of us, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And for that, today, we just want to celebrate the good work that he had done. Chad, why are we here? Well, in some sense, the Billy Graham story helps us to think about what the Second Global Congress on Sport and Christianity is all about. Brian and I are co-directors of this Congress, which will occur October 23 to 27, 2019, at the campus of Calvin College in Grand Rapids, Michigan, United States. Billy Graham provides a nice template for us in terms of what we'll yes. be discussing and, and our philosophies heading into this Congress. The inaugural Global, Global Congress on Sport and Christianity occurred in August of 2016 in York, England. And we're building on that. We're building on all the good work that occurred in York in 2016. And so when we think about sport and Christianity, we think about Billy Graham's message, the message of, it was in some sense um, ecumenical. I know that's a word that, that maybe not a lot of people know, but in some sense it's getting at the core of the message of Jesus Christ. And it's reaching as many people as possible with that simple, straightforward message. And that's sort of the, the founding theological philosophy that we have here in this Congress, that, that we want this to be about sport and faith. We certainly don't want to cast things to the side that matter to Christians, but we certainly want to focus on the core message, sport 
and Christianity at its core. And I think the first Congress uh, in York, England, did a fantastic job of bringing a variety of different people together. Uh, an evangelist in his own right, uh, Tony Campolo, led off that Congress. And uh, the enthusiasm that he brought and just the uh, level of intellect that he uh, introduced as he started off that Congress set a path that was followed um, actually through the, the full Congress and into um, everything that's come after that. We've had uh, a lot of enthusiasm. In fact, a lot of uh, excellent publications have come out of that first Congress. Uh, over 80 different uh, journal articles, four or five different books have come out. So it's just been an exciting time uh, for scholars, for practitioners, for coaches, for athletes to really all get together in the same room and start talking about this connection between sport and faith. Well, that was the real novel part of this inaugural Congress and what we're hoping to perpetuate in the second one. Is that, Brian, you talked about the research that came out of it and all the scholarship, and that was, that was wonderful, especially for the two of us as professors and coaches. But there were more than just professors there. Who is this for? So the Congress is uh, not only for professors, obviously there'll be a few there, but there'll also be uh, everyone that's involved in sport in some form or another. And so I'm actually getting a good number of in, uh, inquiries from parents, parents who are sort of struggling with the phenomenon that is youth sport, trying to figure some things out as it relates to their walk in Christian, in regular Christian life. and. I think this is also going to be great for coaches, uh, administrators, pastors, chaplains. Uh, I think this is the type of Congress that is going to have something for everybody, but actually not just in a divided sort of way. Hey, you go here and you go there. Instead, our keynote addresses are built to be able to be uh, heard and uh, helpful for everyone that's involved in the Congress. So, Chad, I think we've kind of come to the point of the end of this first episode, and what we want to be able to do is just uh, sort of set the backdrop for how this will continue. Uh, Chad and I will continue to uh, talk about uh, headlines that are coming through in sport. In fact, today's big headline has to do with a big Olympic victory for the women's hockey team in the USA over Canada. After many, many attempts, they finally got a victory. Uh, so things to celebrate, things to reflect on. Some of those things are going to be exciting and encouraging, like that Olympic victory, and some of those things are going to be uh, going to require us to think really hard about the impact of sport, such as a current scandal happening at Michigan State University involving Dr. Larry Nasser and physical and sexual abuse. These are things that we don't want to shy away from in this podcast. These are things that we want to try to engage and. Uh, at the same time, we would like to hear from you. So if you want to go on the website and provide us some feedback, we would love to hear from you. Well, we, we certainly uh, celebrate all the joys of sport with those who are celebrating. We, we mourn with those who grieve through what's going on in sport. And uh, we hope you'll join us as we continue to do so throughout the next, uh, the next 20 months leading up to this Congress. And we just ask you to come back next time and tune in for the next episode of Dig Deep.